Welcome, folks, to Brand of Man Ministries, building one disciple at a time for the cause of Christ, not through any work of man, but by the grace of God alone. I'm Pastor Will Hunsaker, and in today's episode of Open Your Bible, we're going to take a look, briefly, at the biblical principle and practice of prophecy. Now, let's begin this message with some basic understanding of terminology. So, prophecy spelled with a C is a noun. And we know from school that nouns are used to identify a person, a place, or a thing. So, prophecy is a message from God. That's the identifier. This message, then, in Scripture, is given to a person selected by God to deliver it to a specific audience. This, this select person is called a prophet. Now, the act of delivering this message, this would be a verb now, this message from God, uses the word prophesy, and that's spelled with an S. So, when you see that or you hear those terms, you understand. Once a noun, identifying what it is, then the act of using it is a verb, and then you have the person, person that is a prophet. Now, in both the Hebrew and the Greek text, Prophecy is not necessarily a forecast of a future event. Its primary function is to announce the mind of God, no matter what point on the timeline it occupies, past, present, or future. We remember God is eternal, so he sees these things at the same time. He doesn't, he's transcendent, he's above time. So, in essence, prophecy reveals God's truth, and the audiences for these divine messages vary in Scripture, from a single person to a large group, and even in some cases, entire nations. It's also significant to note that prophecy occupies a little over 25% of the Bible. That's about one out of every four verses. So, this is a staggering amount. So, it's a very serious principle to understand. Now, we can read in Scripture that the ability to prophesy is a gift from the Holy Spirit and placed upon some believers, not all, by the will of the Holy Spirit alone. Man has nothing to do with the receipt of a spiritual gift. It's all by the will of God's Spirit. And it's never to be misused. The Apostle Paul pointed that out in his letter to the Romans. He said, however, since we all have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them properly. If prophecy in proportion to one's faith, that's Romans 12 verses 6 through 8. So if a believer now is provided the gift to prophesy, they must, must fully understand that they speak on behalf of Almighty God. Let that one sink in. Now, this should display among the prophet a level of humility rarely found in any man or woman. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is a prophet would be a very rare thing, and they're very rare in Scripture. But it seems today that Everywhere you turn, there's a prophet. We're going to give some principles here. So for that reason, for that, that humility that we must see in a prophet, 
Scripture has identified three significant points for us to determine that the prophecy is authoritative, that it comes from God. Now, there's many points actually given, but there's three very significant ones. The first one is this. A prophecy must never, and I, and I emphasize never, contradict the word of God. We should judge everything that is supposedly a prophetic message. We should judge it against Scripture. From the book of Isaiah, it says, look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict his word are completely in the dark. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20, speaking about prophets. The second point is, a prophet must never speak on behalf of another god or on behalf of another person, including himself. This is from the book of Deuteronomy. But any prophet who falsely claims to speak in my name, God, or who speaks in the name of another God, must die. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 20. That's a pretty uh, staggering claim. Number three, and this one I think is probably the most significant, especially today, is that a prophet's predictions, a prophecy that's made, if it does offer a prediction, must never fail. It must always come true. It must always be fulfilled. So, and now this is from the book of Jeremiah. So a prophet who predicts peace must show he's right. Only when his predictions come true can we know that he is really from the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 28, verse 9. So there's three very significant points that we can use to gauge somebody that claims to have a prophetic message. Now, we know that God used prophets to communicate his truths to mankind, as indicated all throughout Scripture, both the Old and New Testaments. So the question that somewhat haunts us today is, are there prophets that are still needed to prophesy today? Well, as we understand prophecy and how it was used in Scripture, the answer is clearly no. Once Christ's work was complete, there was no longer a need to reveal any new truth. Jesus said himself, on the cross, it is finished. The author of Hebrews supports this. He writes this, Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now, in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Now, we're one to use the term prophecy in regard to further exposing the word of God as found in the Holy Scripture, the word that already exists. Then the answer would be yes, there are still prophets gifted today to prophesy if you use prophecy in that context. But there's nothing new that should be offered to us other than Scripture, just as the author of Hebrews said, and just as Christ said, it's finished. It ends with me. 
I mean, after all, Scripture identifies itself as being fully sufficient for us to live lives pleasing to God. Everything is there for us to do that. All the spiritual information we need is contained in Scripture. This is from Paul when he's writing to his good friend Timothy, who was about to be or was presently at the time the bishop of Ephesus. He said this, he said, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you and give you peace. God bless you all. And next up on Open Your Bibles, we will take a brief look at the biblical principle and perspective of free will. <laughs>